0: Hello, welcome to the Football Glory Hole Podcast. With to Apple Podcast, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, or on iHeartRadio Week, thank you and every Glory Hole seeker for tuning in this week. I'm your host, Bo Stevens, and I'm joined as always here on this debut recap podcast by my good buddy Longhorn, right here on the sports patio. Oh, boys and girls, we're so excited to bring this to you. I've been kind of kicking it around for some time. We decided to debut it tonight. So the way it's going to go is we're going to go over, as you guys, have if you've been listening, you know, our good, bad, and are you fucking kidding me segment. It's what we're going to do tonight. It's going to be a little bit more of a free-flowing conversation. Uh, not quite as concise as we do it on the other podcast because that's all we're going to do in this podcast. But at the end, we are going to have some uh, likes, leans, some things to look forward to this coming week. Maybe some early best bets out there for you kids. But anyway, uh, Longhorn, let's kick this shit off, baby
1: let's do it and now it's time for the good oh that's good that's good well that's just fucking great that's just fucking great the bad is this bad
0: is this bad well that's fucking not good and the are you fucking kidding me are you fucking kidding me are you fucking kidding me god damn it are you fucking with me boys and girls and as always we start off with the good and the good last week well Longhorn we had quite a lot of good on the podcast man I thought some really excellent kick around handicaps uh start off with the sounder you hit on Cleveland uh, excellent uh the danger, danger zone on Tampa Bay actually I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and call that I think that was Longhorn's best call of the week and only to me because uh you know I'm fully as you guys if you've been listening I'm fully on the mini fade train this year, however, uh, man, I just didn't have a good feel for that game either way, Tampa Bay coming in and winning, to me, was a toss-up or even covering, so that that game really wasn't on my mind, so I think, great, great call there by Longhorn, um, you know, Longhorn recap what, what led you to Tampa Bay so strongly on that one.
1: Well, it was really just a combination of the preseason pod when I talked about that teams don't know how bad they are in week one, and specifically with Tampa Bay, their defense loaded with good talent still. A lot of those players won the Super Bowl, Uh, so the quit's not going to set in for them there. You're catching them on week one when they don't know they're bad, Uh, and and the combination of that and the fact that Baker, although we know he's not very good, he does have godwin and evans to throw to against a suspect minnesota secondary and all those things kind of played out to fruition on sunday and they actually actually got the win so that's awesome
0: yeah no it was it was a good game all the way throughout and then you kind of cruised to the victory because you had them in the super contest i think you got them what plus six in the contest
1: six think closed plus four and a half and uh actually had them in my round robin uh under uh money line round robin too so it was a good one
0: How'd you do on your money line, round Robin?
1: Well, if the Jets win tonight, I'm going to hit three out of four, so we'll see how Ooh, that goes. That's fucking yeah, cashing that, right there. That Pittsburgh, the only... Uh, yeah,
0: yeah. we'll get to them a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Green Bay hit the sounder on that. Fucking nailed that shit. Uh, I gave out the under on Dallas and New York. Thank you, Giants, for not scoring a single point. That helps always mm. to an under. Uh, I gave out the under on Washington, Arizona obviously that fucking hit um, college free pick Georgia Southern kicked the shit at a shit out of Trent Dilfer oh that always makes me so fucking happy
1: <laughs>
0: and the you know, the Texas pick I know some of the people kind of looked sideways little clients were like huh we don't want to take Texas plus seven at Alabama but guess what god damn it those Longhorns went out there and Longhorn I don't know if you know this they handed Nick Saban his first ever ever not at Alabama, ever, LSU, Michigan State, ever, double-digit home loss in his history.
1: Well, you can add me to that list of people that was like, eh, on that pick. <laughs> and, and that's probably, you know, that's that's probably some, like, you know, Texas fandom, uh, just yeah, not ready a, to believe. Yeah, you're
0: a fan, I know.
1: I yeah, know. so, but, well, I mean, obviously, like everybody else, I watched every single play of that game, and that was not fluky nope. that was not fucking oh they caught one on uh, no they fucking took it to alabama in the trenches on both sides of the ball i was highly impressed and and you finally uh i was custom in the first quarter because he couldn't hit shit down the field again uh
0: finally he finally hit a
1: I mean, they were there. So, look, uh, things are looking up and it's setting up perfectly for their loss to Iowa State in the future. Shut your goddamn. Can't wait for that.
0: Horse mouth. I don't want to hear that (laughs) crap tonight. (laughs) Now, I was sitting there watching it with a bunch of guys at the bar and all Texas fans, and they were hollering, screaming, go for it, go like on air. I was like, dude, you don't have, you're playing like you're fucking uh, Georgia State or something. Like, you are better than them. You're better than them in the trenches. You're better than them outside. You've got a better quarterback. You don't have to play all this variance. You could just line up, punch them in the mouth as they did, and take the plays as they come, which eventually they did. You know, I it, and Sark coached a little bit like that too. And I know he was going all out for the win, but man, you got to know as a coach, you've got the better fucking squad when you walk in there. I mean, he knows every one of those goddamn players on that right. Alabama sideline. So,
1: uh, and I what's Just last thing that I'll say: uh, Texas has. A, a, the problem going forward that I've – you know, we'll see it's only one game, but I don't like any of their running backs. I don't see – and I don't know how that's possible, but I don't see anything special as of right now from any of their running backs. So we'll see how that plays out going forward, but I, I didn't see anything from them.
0: Yeah, their their main bank, uh, Belkow, I forget what his name was or whatever supposed to be, has been he, – he has been disappointing so far this year, even versus a Rice team. You know, it was that – that was not what I expected at all because my – Biggest call on them because even if you were still sucked, uh, was they just put in the the other kid, the freshman, and just run for 400 yards a game, which maybe with him in there, everything changes. Which one, which
1: one's the, the freshman? Uh, Brooks, yeah, Brooks. Okay, so when he, the, towards the end, I, I saw that kid, number 24, actually, you know, like there may be something there, so I'd like to see more of him going forward.
0: Yeah, we'll see if he can kind of get his, uh, Get his footing underneath him. So, but definitely uh, that one worked out. Uh, a little money line action there. If you sprinkled on that, you definitely had a good time there too. Uh, Longhorn, what do you what do you got on your side? Good uh,
1: for your best pick. Sure. Yeah, for your best pick, I really liked um, the the way it played out. Was the the Los Angeles Rams? Uh, you you lean to them. Uh, on the podcast, I think, uh, but you put them in the super contest, and I was like, "Ugh, that is a balls ass pick." But it it obviously obviously played out massively in your favor. I think what was that score? Is it thirty to uh, thirty uh, to thirteen at six point dogs?
0: Yeah, so, it, yeah. My the most encouraging thing. I I mean, I was high on the Rams, and I say high. I had them eight and nine, which to me was high, and I do have them going to the playoffs in the preseason. Yep. I yep. uh, did like him going to that week one. I didn't like the news about Cup, but the most encouraging thing to me watching that game is I paid very close attention to see how wrong that I might be on that game uh, was the Rams running game to me looked like the running game back when they were going to Super Bowls. If you saw the holes that they were getting and that both those running backs were hitting, it was that slant out for the offensive line and that quick one cut. And man, they just had those gaps and gaps and gaps. And they were hitting those holes really hard. They ran the ball excellently. And then that kid that came in for cup, I mean, he's not as good as cup, but he was running all the same routes and making the fucking catches. I don't know how many catches that fucking kid had, but goddamn.
1: Well, which like, one they, they got the Puku or Puka fucking. Yeah, rookie. That one, that and, one. And, and Tutu had uh, like the, the same amount of yards. The guy that I said was terrible would never make it on the field uh, last two years coming out of college they both went off. Um, but just, just real quick on the, uh, let's pause on that running game because they ran 40 times for 92 yards, uh, 2.3 a carry. So yeah. it's, uh, you know, the, the Kyron Williams. It looked good though. And when Kyron Williams came in, I mean, he, he got yeah. 15 for 52. However, Akers, this is the, this is the most incredible stat line I've ever seen. This has to be a record. 22. <laughs> I'm not kidding. 22 carries, 29 yards. Yeah, I guess
0: guess it was Williams was what I was seeing the most of looking at. But Akers had, I know, one if not two touchdowns.
1: He did have a touchdown. Okay, look at this. Even better. He had a long of 12. So, take the 12 out, and he had 21 carries for 17 yards. How was that even possible?
0: Yeah, they probably shouldn't stick him out there much (laughs) going forward. (laughs) Oh, my God.
1: Oh, man.
0: Um what about any any individual performances that you saw that were really good that either what you did expect or blew, kind of blew you out, away or
1: um you know I want you to do yours first and then I'll pick one out
0: I I mean to me it's gonna be Jordan Love man um uh, and obviously the Bears suck you know which we haven't made any bones about that we both figured that they would obviously you picked Green Bay to win the game I was fully on board with that um. But Jordan Love made two. There was two throws that he made with like literally his body, the way he contorted his body all the way down his facial expression as he threw the ball looked exactly <laughs> like Aaron Rodgers. And it was two. It was a it was a crossing route where he was kind of fading to the left, throwing the ball sidearm back there. He even had his tongue sticking out his fucking mouth just like Rodgers does. Mm. Laser right over the linebacker, right in front of the. I mean, perfect. And then there was uh, I think it was a uh, Oh, it was, it was the deep post on the other one, or he he did something else? Very rodgers esque and just I mean, when I saw both those plays, I was like Jesus Christ, this kid's actually been paying attention and learning from Aaron Rodgers. Like like I said, all the way down to his facial expressions when he let go of those balls. So that's yeah. that's a big plus for the Packers, man. And we said it in the preseason; they're not a bad football team. If this kid can just play a little bit,
1: yeah. you know, they
0: they, yeah. they they could find their way
1: maybe to a wild card. I mean, I did hit the sound on them, but I did also say that like, there's just no way that he can be good. He can't be the third good quarterback in a row over spanning what would be, I don't know. If he's, if he's good and plays 12, 14 years, I mean, you're talking about, I mean, since, a, since 94. I mean, you're approaching half a century. That mm. just can't fucking happen. So I still am gonna stick to the to the just fact that there's no way he can be good. But he did look good. He was impressive. So uh, I agree with that. But, but
0: again, it was against the Bears. True. So let's yeah, we'll tem- let's temper expectation. But those two throws actually gave me a little hope for him, just because of the way the difficulty of the throw and the way he made those plays. I was like, whoa, that kid could never do that when he came in this league. I promise you that.
1: Yeah, and just we should have said it from the start. But like in week one, I'm I'm only like uh, from my preseason, you know, predictions. What happens in week one, especially with all the weather that was happening across the league, I'm not changing much. Maybe like twenty five percent. I'm not going to overreact to hardly anything. There might be a couple things that I'll adjust more than like twenty five percent of what it would normally be. But 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 yeah, you can't overreact to anything uh, that you saw too much as far as yesterday goes. However, the good that I saw that there's there, you know, I'll package them together because they're kind of along the same vein. There's two quarterbacks that I uh, poo-pooed a little bit, or I just, they had to prove it to me going into this year. And that's Tua and Brock Purdy. And how'd that work out? Oh my, I mean, <laughs> it's not that I thought they were bad. I mean, I said Tua would oh, die eventually on the field this year, and I still think he will. Oh, he definitely my will. God. My God, like he was fucking that. You talk about, we always talk about the marriage between coach and quarterback. That's two dudes that have a marriage to coach and quarterback that it, it kind of doesn't matter. There's limitations physically with both of them. There's obviously limitations beyond that with Purdy. That's why he was a seventh-round pick. But, man, when you get the right coach and the right quarterback in the right system, as long as they can stay healthy, and both of them have had major injuries in the past. So we'll see how that plays out going forward, but yeah, fucking hats off to both them fucking just, just balling out yesterday.
0: Absolutely. Alright, we're going to move on to the bad. Yeah. Well, first of all, I'll start off telling myself in the contest, 2-3. and three, um, Disappointing start for sure. Indy had a chance there at the end, and the big rookie gets hurt, and my boy Stash comes in, and for some reason, we decide at what was it second and goal or third and goal? Yeah, let's just throw two passes, even though you know, could maybe could have handed off. I don't know. Who knows? They had a good yeah. chance at it, they blew it. Uh, and then, but I was actually most disappointed in the Chargers, though. And not that they can't, you know, lose in a shootout to a good team in Miami, That that's not what disappoints me. Uh, obviously, like you said, Tua was awesome. And everybody's going to say, well, Herbert doesn't play defense, which is true. He doesn't. But there's just a couple of things that they did in that game that really disappointed me because I, I really wanted them to take that next step. And there was two things that they did that teams that are ready to take that next step just don't fucking do. Uh, the first one was, you know, they had the good drive down at the end of the first half to tie the game up 17-17. They give the ball back to uh, Miami. There's nine seconds left on the clock. Nine seconds, Miami gets a touchback. And in nine seconds, they let Miami go down and get a field goal and go up 20-17. to And all the momentum that L.A. had gotten back by tying that game up, gone. Evaporated and fucking gone. Mm -hmm. So you already have to start over. And the other thing, too, is it comes down to coaching at that point because they had the one completion, which whatever. He got out of bounds. You're still – there's no way they're in field goal range. To it chunks it up, you know, on another play. Like, dude, just – you get a pass interference on an untimed down with two seconds left. Just let him catch the ball. Yeah, just let him catch him. the fucking ball and tackle him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That That's terrible coaching. That's terrible situational awareness. That's not what championship teams do at all. I don't care if it's week one. It all starts in the preseason. It all starts at fucking training camp with those teams, and that was awful. And then at the end, you know, when Herbert's got the ball and it's fucking, you got first and goal, you're up by one point. You got to score that touchdown. You got to score the touchdown, and you know whether you get the two or not, you score the touchdown. You're up by six, or actually makes you up by seven. Obviously, you go for the two, or no, I get no.
1: Were they up by one or two? they were up. Um, uh, I don't remember that game. Game. Oh start. no, they
0: they they were up by two. I believe.
1: No. I can pull it up while you're talking, but. Anyway, they
0: that you. Either way it goes, you got to score that fucking touchdown. No, they were up by one, so you got to score the fucking touchdown because that puts Miami into have to score touchdown mode, which is way different than having a fucking. Uh, well, I guess they had to score a touchdown either way. That's what it was. If Miami scores a touchdown. You still – it's a tie game. You still got a fucking chance to come back. And they don't fucking score the touchdown. Herbert looked really bad on those last couple throws. And I know the kid's got all the talent in the world, and he always has. But, man, at some point, you have got to fucking step up and be the man when it's time to fucking be the man. And I don't blame him for the last drive when he didn't get it done. You know, you're up against the clock. Everything's got to be perfect to go get the field goal.
1: And what do you think about that penalty? Like, like the, the grounding. Yeah, there was a running back being held by the like. They always just yeah. point at the running back on those plays and say, "No, nah, there's there's a there's a guy there." Like
0: that, I, that, <laughs> that's a bad break, but again, that's why you got you have to if you want to be a championship team. In those moments when you have the game in your hands, you've got to go win the game. You cannot let things like that come to a chance, especially in a shootout like that. Everybody's going up and down the fucking field. You know mm. Miami's going to have a good fucking shot at it. You haven't stopped them all game. You've just got to fucking score that ball. And then, of course, uh, the fucking kicker from Miami misses the goddamn extra point. So, now I know I'm fucked because I got the Chargers minus three. So, even yeah. if you do go get the field goal, I'm not going to fucking win.
1: Yeah, you were dead at that point.
0: Yeah. So, that but that, I, that was disappointing. That was the most disappointing of my three losses. Uh, like I said, Andy, they had a fucking chance. Uh, I don't remember what the other loss was.
1: Um, Indy and the uh, Chargers and God damn it, what was your other one? Um, Oh, fucking the Giants. We'll get uh, to them in a second. Yeah, Yeah, we'll get to them in a second. Yeah, but with the Herbert thing, like again, coach quarterback matchup. This is not the right coach, and you know it's it's you know not to make excuses, but they're never they're going to always going to be a good team. As long as they keep this pair, they're never going to be a great team. Yeah, he's pair. not
0: hes not the guy to take them to that next level. That's very apparent at this point. And I know it's a small thing, but that field goal before the half, man, I was like, what in the fuck are we actually doing out
1: here? yeah and like why yeah i don't want to spend too much time but that's why you don't hire defensive coaches as the head coach you just don't fucking do it because if you get if you happen to get lucky and get an offensive coordinator who's awesome and maybe fucking the guy from dallas is because they scored 30 whatever points great he's just going to get a job somewhere else and you got to get another one in to coach your quarterback like just make him the fucking head coach and get defensive coordinators who are good
0: yeah that seems to be the better plan uh Next on the bad list, college overall just not a great fucking week. Um, there's nothing really no else to not. say about it. I've got I, I've got more to say about it than the are you fucking kidding me? Uh, part. <laughs> All right. Uh, NFL free pick obviously didn't hit. Uh, the big dick pick in the Giants turned out to be a micro Asian pain. Uh, yeah. And I Couldn't had the Giants. It. That was my third <laughs> loss in the fucking. Uh, contest that—that that was definitely I'm gonna call that. That's my worst call. Oh no, sorry, my worst call is gonna be on. Oh, I was gonna give the Giants stat real quick. Hang on, let me pull this up. This is unbelievable, fucking stat. Uh, here he is. So, no team has ever lost forty to nothing or worse. Lost the sack battle seven to nothing or worse. Lost the turnover battle three to nothing or worse. Had a blocked field goal return for a touchdown and a pick six in the same NFL season. Mm. The Giants said that in one goddamn game. You talk about a historic fucking ass-whooping. Oh, my – as soon as the ball popped out of Barkley's hands straight up in the air right
1: at <laughs> the Cowboy and he returned it for touchdown, <laughs> I turned it off. I was like, well, I'm done. Yeah. Yeah, it was brutal. That was, that was bad. That was – it wasn't – I mean, it was the opposite of a big dick. Like you said, it was so small. It was like the guy on Hangover, you know, you just. Yes, the the, the, the micro-Asian Asian per- pain, yes. Yeah. That's definitely it just, what that it was. was not there. It was, that was
0: terrible. Uh, my worst call of the week, though, definitely Troy. Had them plus 16. Now, they were covering with 13 minutes left in the game. But if you were watching or paying attention to that game, they were hanging on by a thread the whole fucking game. They got blown out with The last 13 minutes in the fourth, but it never really felt like they had a chance to cover. It was just one of those games you were just praying somehow to God you get lucky and survive. And this was not the weekend that we were going to get lucky, so that was a terrible fucking call. Uh, so yeah, that was that was definitely my worst call.
1: I mean, if your mine is pretty obvious, it was Pittsburgh. It was. Uh, I mean, it was one of the Sounders. It they they were not ever even competitive from the jump didn't look ready specifically on offense however i will say i watched that game had it on one of the tvs it was a lot of quarterback driven uh, you know like some of the some of the plays on um with pittsburgh's defense like just great throws great catches the one touchdown to iuk uh peterson he, he he tripped and fell down kind of got juked and, and forced that fall down so not taking anything away anything away from IU but at least on defense they were getting sacks they were getting pressure and it took m- just magnificent quarterback play and some fantastic catches to to uh to to do what they needed what they were going to do but on offense Pickett looked so bad he early on in that game when it could still be a game he was missing throws no pressure or limp, you know, little pressure, and just inaccurate, and that's supposed to be his bread and butter. So, you know, that's it, it, going to be one of those things where I'm not going to take too much away from it from Pittsburgh side because I think that that that's they're going to play much better than that. Uh, but on the San Francisco side, I'm certainly going to. I was just dead wrong on them, like like Seattle, San Francisco. I picked Seattle. I was a little down on San Francisco. I think it's safe to say I was just dead wrong already on that one because Purdy was the only question, and, man, he's got it. He's got it.
0: Yeah, the kid can play. Uh, overall, the NFL, I'd say, it was bad. Uh, 10 out of 15 games so far this week. It went under, one pending tonight. I did a little research on the quarterbacks. Uh, so 14 quarterbacks had a QBR of 55 or more. So that number isn't egregious. 55 is around the average now in the league. But if you look at the average below the average, so everyone that was below 55, which was more than half the league, it was a 27 on average was the QBR. Uh, last year, that number was a 36 week one and also had 17 below. So same number below the 55 mark, but 36 to 27. So way worse quarterback play this year than last year. And in 2021, there were only 13 quarterbacks in week one below that mark and the average was 37. So the quarterback play – And this league just continues to get fucking worse and worse, especially early on. I don't know what the fucking answer is, dude, but, like, these week one games, honestly, Longhorn, for the most part, they're getting more and more unwatchable in this fucking league.
1: It's just going to have to be part of the handicapping going forward. I mean, they're not going to change what they're doing in preseason. Um, You know, and on top of that, on top of the bad play, we got hit with a rash of – of bad weather across the league. So it's just going to have to be part of the handicapping.
0: Yeah. I mean, obviously it is a trend that is continuing to trend down. So other than that, Longhorn on bad teams or players, uh, what I've got is the bears. Uh, They continue to be just absolute fucking poverty. And I do have to downgrade Washington. I know they did win, which I honestly wanted them to lose because if you're in survivor, it was like forty percent. I of had survivor. Oh, I didn't know that.
1: <laughs> I mean, I've, well, no, we're not in were. the same survivor league, so. right? No, we're not.
0: So it was like forty percent Ravens and forty percent Redskins, and then like twenty percent scattered throughout the rest of the league. So I could have mm-hmm. got rid of forty percent of the fucking competition if they would have lost, and they goddamn near did. Now they tried. They were they couldn't even cover versus the worst team in the league, which again we both. Called Arizona on the podcast. There's no fucking way you could back. The Redskins in that position. And their defense, you know, was fine. But, again, look who you're playing. But their offense, dude, is yeah. so fucking poverty. 3.8 yards per play. They cannot run the ball. Three fucking turnovers. And how the fuck is Gibson still on that goddamn team and getting out there and getting carries? He cannot hang on to the fucking ball.
1: Did he fumble again? Yes, yes. Oh my God. That motherfucker is a fumbling machine.
0: Oh my God. Any, anything else stood out to you as extra bad or even worse than you fucking thought or just disappointed you?
1: Well, first I'm clicking on the, uh, he only had three carries. He, yeah, he one of them was a fumble. Oh my God. Yeah. I was, I was like clicking on because I don't remember seeing him carry the ball. We got, uh, Robson had 19 carries. So yeah, they even when they try to limit him, he still can't hold on to it. Um, as far as, like, bad, bad, I mean, uh, let me look through the list here.
0: Oh, the quarterback play in the Atlanta, Carolina, which another great call by you. You
1: well, know what? I- yeah, let me go there because, yes, I got that win, had land in the Super Contest, minus three and a half. Uh, it kind of played out exactly how I thought it would. However, my God, how do you that? That just tells me that Atlanta, that Atlanta's might be roster wise better than I even thought because fucking Ritter oh. looked awful. And I, and again, I'm not gonna over, I'm not gonna go crazy. I'm gonna take a take a what I thought in preseason and take about a quarter of it. So in the next week or two, I need but that, to see. But that was your
0: preseason handicap. You love the fucking roster. Yeah, you were up on their win total, but it was, and you said. It's all dependent on him. And if he's terrible, then it's going to be very hard for them to get to the win total that you gave. And it's good. If he plays like that, it's going to be very fucking hard for them to get to that win total. And
1: it's funny because the the guy I said, if he sucks, the guy I said they should go after was Tannehill uh, before the trade deadline. And man, did he look fucking bad also. But we'll see how that plays out again. It's one, one week. But yeah, uh, Drake London, zero catches. Kyle Pitts, after, until you got that deep ball that he had to do all the work on, oh, by the yeah. way. I mean, he's my fantasy Ritter.
0: side end. I was like, does he even play for the team? Does he play? I'm not and sure. And you,
1: and you got two monster fucking running backs. Like, I mean, and a good defense, like you, you can't be that bad at quarterback in the NFL. In year two, we saw what love did. You talked about it earlier. You know, you just, you gotta be better than that. We'll see how it goes playing for, uh, how it goes going forward. But he was fucking bad. And
0: my boy Bryce Young was not any better in that game. Oh, no,
1: but no, but look, here's the deal. He doesn't have good players around him. And he looked like, I mean, he made some bad decisions and he had two interceptions, but he looked okay. Like, like, you know, he looked what you would expect from a first round quarterback with limited players around him. He looked calm. He looked smooth. Some of his throws looked really good on time. Like, I was actually more impressed with Bryce Young, with little limited talent, than I was with the shitbird on the other side with all that talent.
0: By the way, boys and girls, that Trimma gave out still proves true. Number one overall picks as quarterbacks now five twenty two and one, straight up on their first game, first start in the NFL. You ain't got to bet against them, but you goddamn sure don't bet on them in week one. Just don't do it. All right. All right, moving on to the Are you fucking kidding me! Uh, this almost all has to be college. So, <laughs> in our losses, actually, no, just period. The turnover margin against us on Saturday, 19-9, to 9, Longhorn. Mm-hmm. Not going to win a lot of games. Is that good? That's probably not bigly. Hmm. Uh, And then every time we did get in position to cover the game at the end of the game, so all backdoor situations, not win-loss, so all literally backdoor, which, you know, you hope to hit 50-50, right? Coin flip, if you get 50-50, you feel good about that. You know, sometimes you get lucky, sometimes you get a little unlucky, you only get one, you only get two, whatever. Uh, SMU, first of all, SMU for a large portion of that game offensively outplayed OU. Uh, which was exactly what the handicap was. They just could not score the fucking football and kept turning it over. And then at the end of the game, they had a chance. Again, all we needed was the touchdown, meaningless touchdown, another interception. Air Force, oh, these motherfuckers. Mm -hmm. Air Force had a chance to score multiple times for the backdoor. Well, they were winning the game anyway, but just backdoor to get us over the hump, cover, continued, continued to fucking... Turnover and downs, or the last time was just a straight fucking turnover. Uh Jacksonville State, they were hanging in that whole fucking game. Man, they got there. We had them 13 and a half. They lost by 14. Again, they had a chance. Meaningless touchdown in interception. UMass. End of the game. Meaningless touchdown to cover. Interception. All four games ended with them having the ball. Chance the back door. We didn't get any of it. Oh, and Air Force. They allowed 3 points and still didn't cover the fucking spread. When they allowed 3 points. In Seem fact, impossible. Sam Here's what seemed impossible. Sam Houston State in two games, Longhorn, guess how many points they've scored? Uh 10? 3. Yeah. And guess what their record is ATS?
1: Oh, uh, if you say two and oh, I'm going to get pissed. Two
0: and fucking <laughs> oh. oh. They've scored 3 Goddamn points in two games, and they are the all-time world champion FBS leader. They're 2-0. They're undefeated against the spread mm. in FBS play. <laughs> what so, the fuck is going wait, so, on? So
1: they've scored 10 points in two games.
0: Three points.
1: Three points. Okay, you're going to have to work that. I, I don't understand. Work the math out. Okay,
0: first game, they scored zero points and covered the spread. This game, they scored three points and covered the spread for a total they, of three points.
1: Are they getting... Like 50 points a game.
0: Uh, the first game, I don't remember exactly. I think it was like 20-something, and this game was, I think, 13?
1: Hmm. Yeah,
0: they lost to 3 That'll,
1: That'll probably keep up.
0: Oh, absolutely. They're going to, I mean, we're, <laughs> we're betting on Sam Houston State every week. If yeah. they don't even need to score points and can still cover, how could they ever
1: lose? No, nope. undefeated.
0: Oh, my God. All right, uh, looking ahead now, some key matchups. Longhorn, I know you got some stuff on this, maybe some key injuries. Um, going forward, what do you got looking ahead at don't matter college NFL? What do you got?
1: Well, you know, I don't really pay much attention to college, so I'll go to the NFL. Uh, Seattle injuries got some issues over there. Both are tackles who I talked about in the preseason. Uh, both are rookie tackles from last year played. Okay. They both got hurt. I think one is going to be more serious than the other, but that's not good going forward. And of course, Baltimore just got fucking ravaged with injuries yesterday. Uh, free safety, left tackle, center, and of course J.K. Dobbins again out for the year. So not doing well over there on uh the injury front. Is that bad though? It's not great. Um, I'm trying. I'm just scrolling through and see if I notice anything major from injury fronts. I don't really see anything else. That's, I mean, we'll see what 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 was the word on uh, Richardson for for the Colts, the quarterback? Is he going to be fine going forward?
0: I didn't I didn't see anything on him. I
1: right. mean, I I, I kind of think that's a little weak, not putting him back in there. But
0: I, th- I think I think if it w- if it wouldn't have been the situation, last drive, fourth like you know what I'm saying. Like I I think if they'd had like another drive, he probably would have been back in there. It didn't look like it was that bad.
1: Yeah, I mean, that I mean that's as far as I far as i can tell those are the only major major ones now i know that jake um oh what's his last name with the right tackle for the Browns? oh yeah uh uh, yeah yeah he's jake Jake conklin yeah he's gone but but um we talked about this in the preseason that that tackle from ohio state that's like six eight, three fifty, 350 whatever he is 370 they played him almost every snap in the preseason drafted him in like a third or fourth round he's supposed to be a first round tackle he slipped because he's just fucking giant and can't move but because he's so big, he's hard to get around even when he loses because his wingspan is ridiculous. Um, so he and, he and he played well. He played well in the preseason. He played well yesterday coming in for Conk- Conklin. So, you know, that's probably not going to hurt them very much. And obviously the rest of the starters on the offensive line are really good for the Browns anyways.
0: Yeah, that was another – we didn't even mention that quarterback game. My God, Joe Burrow, uh, was, were you a rookie in your first fucking start? What the fuck was
1: a, that? A, a complete throwaway for me. No preseason, always start slow, and the weather yeah, is just I know, complete throwaway. Yeah, My God. And small hands. Let's not forget. <laughs> he, he overcomes the small hand thing, but when it's rainy, let's yeah? keep an eye on that going forward.
0: All right. Uh, what about any uh, likes, lanes, anything you want to kind of – put a yes. spotlight on don't necessarily yeah. have to make an official pick or anything but you know we're just kind of looking ahead
1: yeah let me go ahead and log back in i had it fucking pulled up but you know well i'll go ahead to... and go since go uh,
0: so i'm looking at the washington huskies minus the 16 if you're gonna get them you better grab them now because that line is probably gonna get mm, in the area of 20 to maybe even 21 uh it's gonna steam up quite a bit um if you missed any of the preseason podcasts, one of the picks I gave out was Michigan State. Win total under, because I was not a big believer in Mel Tucker, and I did hear some scuttlebutts some things that might or might not be going on off the field, and that has come to fruition. He is not with the team. No clue when he'll be back with the team. He is now under official investigation for sexual harassment. I don't know. Uh, apparently yanking his wiener on the phone with the young lady. And uh, she says it was unwanted. He says it was phone sex. Who the fuck knows? All I know is he's not a very good coach anyway. And uh, now he's not even going to be there. I don't know how interested this team is right now in playing football where their head's at. But I do know Michael Penix Jr. is coming with a high-powered offense to town. And he is on the Heisman hunt. And Michigan State's defense fucking blows. So... They're gonna have to score they're gonna have to score probably in the area of 20 to 25 to even get close to covering this game. I don't think they can do it so <laughs> definitely looking at uh, Washington there.
1: Okay and in the NFL, I have four picks already in early bets that dropped on Monday. Um, I just looked up to see if the lines are still the same and they look to actually have five I'm sorry five picks in the NFL early leans and one of them is seattle catching six against detroit you're going to see this kind of like as a theme going forward when we do these podcasts on monday kind of fading what happened before fading the narrative going into the next week uh it's, that's kind of how you make a living in the nfl uh seattle plus six against detroit i took the chiefs at minus two and a half against uh who are they playing they are playing Jacksonville at Jacksonville. That's already up to three, so we'll see how that does going forward. You might not be able to get a two-and-a-half anymore. I took Tennessee plus three against um, the Chargers. Um, you know, the Chargers played well, but the Titans –
0: They man, played the well Titans, on offense.
1: They played well on offense. And the Titans, man, they're just one of those teams, man. I'm, if Again, dogs like that, catching three at home, yeah, give me some of that. I uh, took the Rams plus eight against the San Francisco 49ers. That one doesn't really fit like a fade-type situation. That's more of like a division, and those two teams always play each other close. And then the last one is the Las Vegas Raiders. I took them plus nine and a half, and Bo Sivas. I'm looking at current lines, and that's off the board, and I don't know why, so that worries Were me. Were they too. playing? I don't know. They took it off the board, so I don't I don't, I don't know if – I can't remember who they're playing, but I took them plus nine and a half, and it's off the board now. So we'll see if that's an injury thing that's in my favor or against me. But those are my early look leans for next week.
0: So quick uh, note ahead, we'll be covering this, obviously, on the big week pod, but teams that lose by double digits in week one. Since 2012, 63% on the cover, and 52.1% of those teams go to win outright. It's 45-26-2 ATS. 38-35 straight up. Those teams this week will be Carolina, Houston, Cincy, Indy, Pittsburgh, Chicago, Seattle, and the, of course, New York fucking Giants. Oh, and the Giants have the fucking shutout trend, which I'll have. I'll have that for you on the show. So they've got two big long-term trends going their way. Could they oh, possibly okay. get any fucking worse? I don't no. think so.
1: Yeah, they're definitely a play-on team for me next week, and I don't even know who they play
0: it really do not matter. <laughs> All right, boys and girls, that was a good, bad thing. Are right, you fucking mate? All right,
1: Longhorn, tell them about that fabulous website one more time. Yeah, go to thefootballgloryhole.com. Right now is a really good time to jump in and grab any package. Again, we have weekly, monthly, and yearly packages, and we are the best price handicappers in the business bar none uh just you know again if you're wanting if you want to dip your toes we got the free picks over there they went one and one last week i dropped the ball on the nfl free pick with that pittsburgh plus two and a half ugh God, do I want that one back. But, you know, that's the way it goes. But uh when you do go over there and sign up at the website and check it out, we become partners for life in BoCephas. It's usually in a non-sexual way, but I can't promise it's always in a non-sexual way. So go ahead and do that. And people, stop throwing away your hard earned money on the guessing game. Let the pros do the heavy lifting. So sign up. Tell a friend. And join in on the fun of watching football, drinking beer, and never pay a bookie again. Come on. Ah, damn people never pay a book again.
0: Stephen Tyler, take us out, baby.